This episode is sponsored by Mountain Rose Herbs. Soul Mace, their online shop has literally everything good for the soul. Organically grown herbs, spices, teas, essential oils, botanical goods, and literally so much more. I just love how passionate Mountain Rose Herbs has been when it comes to meeting the needs and doing it without compromising that organic quality. Their goal is more about the people over profit. Mountain Rose Herb became Oregon's first zero waste facility, delivering us vibrant, tasty, and pesticide-free plant-based products with packaging that is environmentally friendly. And our favorite part is they partner with organic farmers and wild harvesters to supply the best ingredients. So if you love Mountain Rose Herbs already, go ahead and learn more by heading over to mountainroseherbs.com. And don't forget to use our discount code SOULFILLING10 to save 10% off your order. S-O-U-L-F-I-L-L-I-N-G-1-0. So guys, welcome to another episode of Soul Filling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we want to talk about normalizing things that need to be normalized. Because there's a lot of things out there that is normalized that probably <laughs> shouldn't be. So let's talk about the things in our, within ourselves, within our community, within the world that honestly needs to be normalized. So I know yeah. y'all been seeing on, well, one thing that I've been seeing the most on Instagram is normalized Black women having luxury. And I'm like, yes. That part, <laughs> that part. That is okay. cool. It didn't really make me think because I never really thought about it. But I'm like, you know what? We do deserve a luxury. You know, we always talk about living a life of abundance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's more abundance than luxury. Okay, you feel me? <laughs> I, I love that. I agree. Not only that, but supporting our Black luxury brands. Because that's the other thing about it, too. So many people will buy, you know, will spend money on Gucci, Louis, you know, all these other brands. But then when it's a Black brand, it's, oh, that's too much. You know, they want, they looking for the discount. Mm, and it's like about it. normalized the black luxury brands as well. I love that. Yeah. Because they're they're out there. We just have to look like yes. in their their quality, like, oh my gosh, your quality. So we just have to know what those those brands are. And I couldn't even tell you some off the top of my head. One of my favorites right now is uh Teflar. It's a purse company. And right mm-hmm. now, y'all, their purses are sold out in the small, medium, and large because black women are supporting y'all. We yes. cleared out the whole site. I was like, dang, I didn't even get my bag. They are, I want to say they're around a hundred because I, I, they have three different styles. So I want to say they range from about a hundred to 200. Okay. Okay. But okay. Are, so you've I, seen the bags before. I, I think I've seen them because I think my, one of my former, former coworkers, Ola, shout out to her. She actually just released her 
new brand modern chic it's like um just go to modernchic.com i believe awesome. i'm gonna give y'all the right one but um she does like she sells like vintage um clothing and it's really cute like i got this really cute white romper from her but anyways anyways i think she was showing me those purses because she was like i need to have one so yeah we gotta normalize that black luxury and black luxury brands okay okay yes. period it's not bougie we're not bougie just because we want to we have we have expensive taste right <laughs> if you can afford it you earned it you worked hard you can buy it three four five times then you know What's what's the hurt? Now you shouldn't be spending your your rent money on this, <laughs> your life bill money on it. <laughs> I exactly. wouldn't advise that. But I mean, if you make a smart, well thought out purchase, treat yourself. Yes. Yes. And um, I want to shout out one for our men's. These are black owned watches, and it, they are really cute. My brother has one, like, and I love. It because it's like gold so shout out to incomparable and that's spelled n-c-m-p-r-b-l and on instagram it's b incomparable and that's b-e-n-c-m-p-r-b-l and y'all like his watches are really cool so like if you're trying to get so and these are these are definitely not as obviously but <laughs> if you're looking for like something get your man they even have girl watches i don't wear watches personally but for the girls that wear watches go over there he's so nice and they're pretty affordable to be honest and black owned and luxury so man, oh and okay i know shout out because y'all know i just we just have black market Shout out to my brother, but um, blackmarket.com, that, and that's spelled B-L-C-K, market.com, is a black-owned online store, with, which that luxury brand of, of the watches is on there. So if you just want to go to blackmarket.com, that's B-L-C-K-M-A-R-K-E-T.com, go over there and shop. You could also become a vendor on the site, and for a very small price, you don't even get any of your like all the sales that you make are your own so if you're listening and you have a black owned business and you want to sell online i highly you better get in now because it's going to be huge go to blackmarket.com sign up either to shop or have your shop on there yes hey, come on for my, my bro but it's gonna be huge we're about to have our soul food and chairs on there anyways yes okay so. <laughs> I'm so Thanks glad you brought up great Yeah, yeah. Hey, now I just want to shout out everyone. Oh, I do, <laughs> I do. I gotta, I gotta blank my phone off real fast. Just to, okay. To while I'm doing that, I'm gonna tell them one more that I, I, I just saw from here. Um, it's called ERA Vintage, and this is what I love because you get to meet the people that are just so amazing. And I bought a brown offer from there, and just last night I brought a um, a like a blazer dress. Y'all, it is blue. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. In short, y'all know I like to show my legs. Anyway, e.r.a.vintage on Instagram and please check out their clothes. It's just so many amazing black owned brands. Yes. Oh, one more black owned brand. One of my old co workers, she no longer my co worker, but she has a new boutique just released during the midst of this pandemic she had been planning it for a while and it's called beyond flesh and 
the clothes y'all are so freaking like if you trying to get snatched trying to be chose trying to whenever this world open back out again trying to go out turn up have a girls night friend date night brunch slay <laughs> i'm telling you this is where you want to be this is where you want to be i was like i need to buy everything on your whole entire site like and she releases her pieces very very selectively like it's just it, every she gets new releases every week so you can't get what somebody bought like last week or two weeks because they be gone like it's exclusive around here so okay. i'm just telling y'all y'all might want to go to beyond flesh is where is it for real for real because that stuff is super cute i want i've been meaning to tell y'all about this a while ago but it slipped my mind shout out to black owned boutiques luxury brands clothing where we're doing the dang thing out here we just have to support it's so true and i don't even know if we had an episode i feel like if we haven't had an episode about black economics and how important it is mm-hmm. we gotta have that but i know <laughs> okay 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 we're gonna talk about what we need to normalize we need to normalize black people having money okay <laughs> Girl, I wrote that down. That was number one, black wealth. <laughs> well, all right, one. then let's let's dive on to it because we're gonna need this black wealth so we can buy these luxury experiences and buy from these luxury black owned brands. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't even know where to start. It's just so many aspects of, of wealth. We need I think so just normalizing black wealth it just is so many layers so i'm thinking about from the media perspective so we'll we'll start at the media so just how mainstream media kind of shines a light on black people that we are the 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 culture that's not as well off as as our other counterparts which i feel like i i, I don't necessarily agree because i all i know personally is is it's stable black people but not all i know but i know many many thriving thriving black people especially with social media apart from mainstream media i think social media does give us that 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 new inside way to to see other um i was just looking on um on youtube because i i like to look at houses and do home tours of like $800 $800 million houses, $80 million houses, $50 million houses. And it and it showed like there are many communities of just black people that are in billion dollar, well, million dollar homes. And so I just, so I wanted to change the narrative in our own, our own belief system, our own personal belief system to seeing black people just first, I just want to first start off by just seeing us as black wealthy people thriving and in, 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 in thriving functioning communities where we're thriving and um it, it's just so many layers but okay that's one aspect and then the other aspect of black wealth is leaving and creating that generational wealth that generational legacy and we talk about this so much but i just feel like i think black people we are evolving to a state of okay now I'm, I'm done being in survival mode now i want to not only just do well for myself on this while i'm on earth right now but i also want to leave something a legacy some type of royalty some type of something behind that you know the next generation of mine can carry along so i just i, I want to normalize that i want to normalize you know us 
basically just normalizing black will. Yeah, I think a huge part of that is um, just the practices and what we are teaching our children and what we are exposing them to. So just um, just that that money management, basically. I know a lot of parents, a lot of well, a lot of black parents, because of my parents were bankers, they did. They talked about money and finances and things like that with me. But I don't know, I'm not sure if those conversations are being had in other households about, you know, savings and investing and um, you know, um portioning out certain things for bills and, you know, tithing and you know things like that so we just need to normalize having those conversations about money and uh, money management within the black family as well yeah that's so that's so good and then the thing with the reason why we have to normalize this is because once we normalize black wealth then we'll start to believe that we can have and obtain black wealth which we certainly can and we also have to be able to see black wealth like we have to look at people and see like oh, okay they have a real estate business black wealth they have their own business they work in corporate america you know and seeing you have to see it to be able to believe it and normalize it because a lot of times if we look at black people it's like struggling <laughs> you know a lot of times you know people just even on the uh, the movie sometimes, like especially more back in the day, like they portray black people as a certain type. And if that's all you see, or if that's all you live, if you're in a neighborhood of all you live, it's hard to see beyond that. But luckily, I think social media in this way is a great tool if you are following the right people to be able to broaden your horizon and say like, wow, this person's making all this money from YouTube, or this person is, has started their own boutique or whatever it is and you see it and you can do it but i want to talk about the numbers a little bit i was watching um anthony o'neill um and he was talking about like basically how much money black people have and so um in the in the the wage gap between the um the net worth gap between white people and black people is 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 huge so the media so i guess i'll ask you the same question he asked what do y'all think is the medium average household of um white people like what do you think how much money they bring in on a yearly basis for white people mm -hmm. i think I, I think you sent us this video or you shared this video with us but and i still can't remember the numbers but <laughs> let's say uh for the average white person i'm gonna say 50. oh that's okay i'll okay. say I'll say a hundred and fifty thousand to okay. two hundred thousand. Yes. Yeah, so I don't remember the exact number, but I know it's a closer to a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And for that black is. people, it was um, it was like forty to fifty thousand dollars for the salary, and this is like with two people. Um, mm -hmm. and so and so I, that, that's just it's such a huge huge gap. But what's even a greater gap is. Most people, most black people only have $9,000 to their name. And so. Less than that. Some, some cases. Right. And yeah, in some cases they're, we're in the negatives when it comes to uh, net worth and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, so y'all could go back and just, just know there's a gap. My numbers can be off, but just know there's a major gap. And of course we know it's because of systematic oppression and things of that nature. 
But if let's look back at our history a little bit more. So we know that we can obtain this economic wealth because we've done it with um, Black Wall Street, even mm-hmm. with the, and I, let me look up the right, correct name, um, the Freeman Saving Bank, which we had right out of like slavery, where we able, were able to accumulate what is now worth $3 million, which was um, mismanaged by the government and lost. Um, but yeah, black people had their own bank and was putting money in it, and then the it just got lost. It, it was <laughs> it was this, the congressional mismanagement of the Freeman Saving Bank. So which left which was sixty one thousand dollars one hundred sixty one. Yeah, I don't know how to say number six. Basically, sixty one thousand dollars. The positive, which was basically nearly three million dollars in eighteen seventy four, and then of course we have. Black Wall Street, AKA Tulsa's Greenwood District, which was torn down. So all I'm saying is we have done it time and time and time, time, time again. Those are just two that most people know about. There's so many more that has been torn down, because not because of us, but because of people not wanting to see us do well. But I feel like we're in a day and time now that we, we have the world like on our back and like standing up for us. And so things are changing and we can't again get this economic wealth that a lot of black people do have, but we just want more, pe- more black people to have it. So yes, it's possible. And I think we, we can definitely normalize that. We definitely are normalizing it. It's happening right now. And it just, it makes me think like right now more than ever for us to really value, value wealth and get a new mindset like into thinking like money is not the root of all evil. Money is not something that's bad. All rich people are not greedy or bad and had to do something malicious to get their way to the top. Like wiping out all these old narratives, some of which that was, you know, brought up in my household, like thinking that, you know, money was bad is a, a sense of greed if you want money. But obviously like money like based on history money holds a lot of power going back to last week's episode when we talked about black power money holds a lot of power and and i think that the higher ups at that time knew that because it wasn't until they seen black people becoming organized with their money that's when they're like, okay, hold on, we got we to gotta do something here because, you know, the real power is coming. So I feel like we really have to understand the power of money, the power of what it can do for your family, the power of what it can do for you, the power, you know, it, it, it's so many benefits that money has. And we would just, we, it just wouldn't be wise of us to ignore that power. Um, and we can choose I don't want to go down the, li- the list of things that we can do and choose if we do have that power. But I do think we have to first get into the mindset of knowing and that money is a good thing to have. Money, a lot of money is a great, even better thing to have and, and figuring out and putting plans. But it goes back to what Kobe said earlier when she said it's more about that money management piece. How, okay, yes, Black people, Black families, we... We, we know this system, the systematic um, oppression when it comes to finances in our, in our day-to-day households, in our workplaces. We know that, that because of the color of your skin, sometimes you can be offered thousands of dollars in your annual salary less than your counterparts. 
but even still it's like we we can still find a way because although black people we hold one as a people i don't want to want to just say as individuals but as a people for now i don't want to affirm this for the long term but because this is all changing but although we have earned the the lesser amount um we can still we can still use money management to find ways to invest in assets things that bring money in your pocket so that we can turn that that 50 million I mean, 50,000, well, yes, turn that 50 million, but no, seriously, but turn that 50,000 into, let's say, like, let's start small, into 60,000 next year. Turn that 60,000 into 80,000 the next year. You know, making progressive steps little by little at a time, finding ways that we can increase our income, not wait on your your, your boss to give you a raise or your paycheck to, or you to get a million hours of overtime, because sadly the way the system is set up you can work 24 hours they cap you off to where you can't become a millionaire with your paycheck it's just impossible so it's just we have to find different strategies money management ways and i think some of the ways will be it could be um and i don't really like to start with investing and and, and that's a that's another way i mean i think it's important for us to invest but i think people have the wrong idea about investing like thinking you're going invest and then all your money problems going to start off like when you think about investing you're taking a percentage of what you earn so your work income so it's up to us to take that paycheck that our boss give us be very strategic take that work income and invest it wisely now if you don't have anything to invest in such as like you don't have an idea for a business you don't have an idea for some type of event um business venture that can give you a return on your investment the safest thing to do is to do the stock market but if you have a plan and you have something that you want to build something that you want to grow something whatever that is i whether it's real estate whether it's your own personal business whether it's whatever a nonprofit, something build that pour into that thing see figure out tweak like just because it don't give you the return that you want the first year figuring out those little small tweaks that you can change that can possibly grow your your income 10,000 extra more dollars like just figuring out these things as to ways how we can multiply what we already have so that we can get there just going back to the one of the first things that you were saying is about the power like money it's, isn't like evil or something like that like people can make money and make it like we can make money off of this podcast so it's an amazing thing and so mm -hmm. um but also money is power because you have to think about it like this if i have a business um and it's making money and i can employ people like mm -hmm. black people at a, a good wage and support mm -hmm. them and give them opportunity then we're all winning if I'm higher up in a position, if I'm now the manager of something um, at a company, now I have the power when we're hiring people to hire people who look like me and care about my community. I mean, if of course they can do the job well, you know? And so, right. <laughs> so going, going higher in your company, attaining more money in your business gives more opportunity so you can make changes in the world. Like, you know, I started a nonprofit and I'm working on the back end on that. But if I had more, if I had millions of dollars right now, instead of having my nonprofit, <laughs> I would just go out and buy a building and house, you know, 
black people, black owned businesses in there without even thinking about it. But, you know, I'm going to do it another way, which is it's fine. But it's just like the more money we have, the more able we're, we're able to make a, a change in yes. the world, the change that you want to see. So money is not a bad thing. It's how you use the money. Are you using the money to to change the world? You could, yes, you could have luxury because we definitely believe that and we deserve that. Mm-hmm. But also, if you stream even further to hiring people, to uh, to doing your your business, to be able to inspire people, it's mm-hmm. power. So, pow- it's the power to change your reality in others' reality and to make the world a better place. So, yeah, normalize getting that guap. Okay. <laughs> so, what other things do y'all think we should normalize? Another thing for me I want to, I think is very important to normalize is is kindness and understanding. And I know right now, and especially in America, we are a huge melting pot. Like we have literally, we're the only country, like this is a, a beautiful thing, the only multicultural country that there is in the world like where you have every other country coming to settle in one place and call it home and i think that's the beauty and so with that i know a lot of times it comes with especially with the racial and the the presidential and all the 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 things that's just going on the calamity in the world that's just happening right now i know most in most cases when something isn't familiar to you or if it's different from your way of life, you most, in that you don't understand that way of life, most, our natural instinct is to be either come in fear, or we we just disagree, write it off, or, or just if you were a super extremist, you just flat out hate it because it's different. And I just think we have to operate from a place of kindness, like, and that's just all in all areas, like even myself, like, I don't have to just because I disagree or if I don't do something a certain way of life I don't have to to be nasty or rude or I don't have to you know be say hateful things to you I can come with an open mind and and listen and just hear you out and in most cases when we do that guys we end up learning about others other cultures other way, uh, ways of doing things, ways of cooking, ways of reading, ways of, ways of different things. It's just like, I feel like we're all here to teach one another. And we all know something that we, someone else don't know. Like even, and I know that a lot of y'all not gonna like this, but even Donald Trump, y'all, I don't hate this man. I don't have a hate bone in my body for him, no matter all the, the bigotry that he's pumped out into the media about us. It's just still, I'm just trying to more so understand, like, why do you think that? Why do, why is it that, <clears throat> why is it that way that, I mean, why is it that you feel that? And do I feel like I'm going to change the way someone else believes or perceives me because of, um, because I'm not, I'm not matching their energy? No, but I can still step take myself outside of the situation to to try to learn and understand versus judge and 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 write off people and and talk negative about people because I'm feeding into that same lower vibrational energy by doing that thing so just coming from a place of compassion and understanding and and kindness I think we need to normalize that a lot more in all areas in America
Well, in all over the world. That's so cool. Because I had saw something that said, let's normalize not needing to know what people are going through in order to be kind and compassionate. Mm. Definitely. You you definitely had me until Trump. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate them. I don't. I really don't. I don't hate anybody. But they hate me for some reason, but they don't even know me. It's like, how can you hate someone you don't even know? You don't even know if you learn people, then you might find out they're not such a bad person after all. But, but also remember, <laughs> when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And though you don't have to have hate, you have to have understanding of like what people show you. Um, but I do agree with you, like on the kindness factor, because you know, I have a neighbor who's like, dang near like a third daddy to me who will help us with anything in our house i literally go knock on his door if i need my bike pumped he's gonna be there in two seconds but at the same time when i'm having lunch outside of my house i hear them talking about different things that are going in the world that are different from me and so i have to tell ask myself like this person and this family that's been my neighbor for years and years who take care of me whenever i need help i go straight to them and I feel protected around them. And I'm like, how can we think so differently? So yes, definitely getting to know people can really change your view on things and not make you so quick to judge. Um, but also being aware, but just being kind in general, I think can't being kind for everything, whether you have a different religion, whether you have a different political party, like what I what is one of the one things that grinds my gears. I'm sorry, is when a Christian person, just because I love Jesus so much, <laughs> is <laughs> judging someone else for what they're doing in their life. Like, I, like, I, and really are just saying, like, you're not Christian because you're doing this and you're doing that when we all have fallen short of the glory of God and then we all have sinned. Like, just because my sin is this way and your sin is another way, doesn't make you better than me so instead of us judging so much only God has can judge only God can judge us and so if we're able to be more kinder and I think people who are kinder if you're more kind people are more opt to listen to what you have to say opt to understand but if you're going in with the energy that's so defensive and down that who, who's gonna be like oh yeah I want to serve the same God as you because you're you're being rude so no if you're coming from a place place of love then like okay mm -hmm. so up and down about that but yes i know we're talking about normalizing things but <laughs> it's just a two-way street i definitely think that we should always be kind because like i saw that quote after um chadwick bozeman died and you know people were making fun of him apparently it's what i heard because he got lost so much weight right mm -hmm. and then um and then they realized, oh, wow, he had cancer and he died from it. And they're like, dang, you shouldn't have done that. But even if he, <laughs> he didn't have cancer, and we're talking about this man's weight, you know, um, right. like, like Jasmine's quote says, like, doesn't matter if they're going through something or not, why not just be kind? I, if everything's going great for me, I, I'm going to need you just to be kind to me. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if I have something or not. And so um, I think we really got to normalize that because I think what's normalized right now is really going after people or really jumping to judge people first before we even get jumping. to know them. Jumping to judge. 
Yeah, so that's the what I want to add on to that too. It's just um, up. How, how do I want to say this? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look it up. It's called halt, and it's something that is used in therapy. And I don't want to mess this up. It's uh, so whenever you are hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Right. This is when most people aren't there on their best behavior. Right. This is when people are not the kind, the kindest they could be. <laughs> you know, you are just liable to go off on someone. So um, just being able to recognize even your emotions within and being able to halt, stop and recognize that and say, OK, you know what? I'm hungry right now, babe. I didn't mean to, you know, go off on you like that. I'm just I'm really hungry. Um, you know, can you get something to eat first and then I'll be able to talk to you or have that conversation with you. Um, you know, we get angry, stuff happens, right? We get mad all the time, but being able to say, you know what, I'm, I'm angry about the situation right now. This is probably like, let me cool off for a bit. And then we can talk about and discuss how to handle this situation. Right. Um, lonely when we are lonely, y'all, we, are so susceptible to do certain things because we just want the attention of others. We just want to be around other people. So being able to recognize that in yourself and saying, okay, you know what? I'm lonely. So I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go seek out this person. I'm not going to seek out um, certain things, this drink or these drugs. So being kind to yourself, being kind to other people and thinking about what is the emotion that is behind this, this action, the way I'm acting. Last one is when you're tired, you're sleepy, cranky, right? <laughs> you become another person. And so once again, just being able to recognize those four emotions, stop and just communicate with yourself, the people around you about your emotions, what you're feeling and being able to move through that. Yes, what I heard, yes, what I heard from that is basically normalize taking time <laughs> and not being so reactive but more what's the word proactive i don't know right. aware of aware. what you are yeah, more aware, aware of emotions mm -hmm. yeah because and there's there oh no go go ahead i was just gonna say we're so like this morning me and my mom kind of got into it i was so excited about um I was watching an a interview with Kev on stage and Tabitha Brown, like they're two couples. And I was just so excited. Like, whoa, you can really have the life that you want. God is amazing. God is good. So I like run down to my mom's um, bedroom to tell her like, look, you could create the life you want. You know, all the stuff she had already taught me, but like, I, I, like she needed a refresher because she's been down. And I don't like to see my mom down. But she was on the phone. I was like, I just got to tell you something real quick. She's like, I'm on the phone. And then, She's like, you interrupted my phone call, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, I'm sorry, mom. I just want you to be happy. But I could have just waited <laughs> until she got off the phone. And then it brought up so many other things. Like, she was really mad at me because she was talking to somebody she liked. But anyway, I'm more on that story off camera <laughs> because I got some other things to say about that. But all I'm saying is my first reaction, especially – I don't think I'm good with, I don't think I'm considerate with other people's time. But anyways, 
that's another story too. But anyways, what I'm saying is I get excited. I like to share things. It, it was, it's a reaction that's just so impulsive. And sometimes we have to slow down and think like, mm, is this the right time to bring this up? Or is this the right time to go off on someone? Or, you know, things of that nature. Exactly. <laughs> that was such a tangent. <laughs> Oh, no, but that's real. That's that awareness, that awareness of, of just being able to see. And, and Jarvis likes to call it um, being able to read the room, like being able to know when to what, when to do and say certain things and when not to say certain things. Because, yeah, I, 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 I can use some work in that area as well. I've gotten a lot better with knowing that phrase. But I mean, we all have our own our own moments. And we have those moments, but we learn from them. When you have that moment, you you see what happens. So then moving forward, and the next time something happens, you just know, okay, I'm on the phone. So, okay, I'll come back. So I think it's a, a, a fun a fun exercise to just to learn how to gauge in certain situations. But um, I did want to go back to what Kobe was saying when um, how you said, so it was hungry, angry lonely, angry and tired angry lonely and tired so and this is crazy because i know for sure like scientifically when you're hungry it lowers your um i forget the i know it lowers your glycemic level and so that mm-hmm. is it it also stems with the some type of hormone that's being secreted and I should know this but I can't remember I'm a little rusty right now but um some type of hormone that's being secreted your happy hormone it's depleted at that point in time so like when they say your blood sugar is low and I know Kobe knows all about this because she she's the master uh in, in vital sense but when your blood sugar is low that that saying of being hangry and more irritable is real because you have nothing in your system so definitely when you eat it does it can it seem like it's shifting your mood and that's I just think that's so cool just a random tangent point back to throw in because I find myself living that like I just be like oh but then when I eat something, I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> this reminds me of that Snickers commercial when they like, hungry, yes. eat a Snickers bar. <laughs> right. But the, yes, and the reason why they're saying that is just to get some glucose in your blood, <laughs> some sugar, some carbohydrates, so you can be good again. I, I didn't need these things. Right. It's amazing how, and that's it, and that also, I don't know about science and stuff, but I'll, I know how I feel, but like, also with like eating healthy and stuff um, can help with the tiredness. Like a lot, a lot of times that we're tired because they're not eating the right foods and mm. getting in the nutrients that we need. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yes. uh, so a lot of things could come from just eating. Yay. <laughs> just right. being kind to yourself. Cause the thing was, you know, when Jasmine was talking about kindness and compassionate, also being kind of, you know, the outwardly part, but also being kind and compassionate with yourself by making sure your needs are met, making sure you are fed, making sure you, you know, are feeding, you know, not being angry, not being lonely and not being tired. So, you know, make nurturing those needs so that mm. you can be kind to other people. So being kind to yourself so you can be kind to others. Right? Right. <laughs> that part. It was the saying that Tabitha Brown says, she goes, Look, like, you gotta have a good day. And if you can't, don't go messing up nobody else. <laughs> and that's period. Period. Okay. 
honestly, if you can't say nothing, just be quiet for real. Because don't be messing up nobody else's day. Have no bad day on your own. <laughs> But but that but that's why self care and and like you said, make this normal to where you care for yourself is so important because like let's be honest, if you're not caring for yourself, you can't just take well, you could take a day off from work, but you can't take a month off from work, a week a, a two weeks off I mean two months off from work. So this is why it's important, like in your weekly, daily lifestyle, make it a lifestyle, a whole lifestyle, three sixty-five to take care of yourself because I was I was dealing with that a while ago where I was just on go mode, like feeling like I had to be there 365 for my mom, being there 365 for my man, being there 365 for Eva, being there 365 for my grandma, for my everybody. And I was just being 365 for my job, for, for soul feeling free. But it was just like overwhelming. And it was like, we can't, I can't stop doing these functions, but since I'm so depleted, I'm not a joy and a pleasure to be around because, well, at least I don't feel like I am because I'm so drained. I'm so tired. My energy level is low. I'm not, I'm irritable. I'm like short, I'm temperamental. So it's just like, when you take care of yourself, you'll find that you're more vibrant. You're more uplifted. You're more lighthearted, kindhearted. You're more, you're more able to just be happy and have fun. So I definitely think making self-care loving yourself what'd you what'd you say kobe how'd you call it but basically just loving yourself like make that a normal thing because that was one of the things for me like making that normal because you can't pour into other people if you're not good and what goes into that too because i've been dealing with the same thing obviously but like but with jobs also just normalize saying no <laughs> because um or normalize speaking up for yourself and and letting your people know what you need and i say mm -hmm. that because like you know i have different like a lot of different commitments right now and whew, it's tough like it's really tough because you want to be the best at everything that you're doing but at times you have to just be like you know what i can't make it to this meeting i need this time off and I need to move other things around, like, and um, and I have, I, have a, I have a thing with always saying yes, because I think I could do everything, but it feels so much better when I'm like, okay, no, but we could reconvene at a different time, like, no, <laughs> but, you know, catch me up on what you're saying in this meeting, no, I can't go live today, like, and it's okay, and you, you, you know, you, a lot of times you're, you think it to yourself, um, oh my god they're gonna hate me for this like ah oh, they're not but honestly like a lot of people understand like okay well we'll see you in the next meeting too or we'll see you the notes we'll see you the zoom uh video so you can catch up on things and it's like wow okay love yourself enough to know that yet you're worthy of being able to say no and still hold value mm -hmm. um so you have to make room for yourself because you aren't going to be happy with all the commitments that you are committed to, whether that's your man or your, your grandma or an extra client. So um, it's going to be better for you and them because if you are feeling drained, especially because of them, you're going to start to resent that place or that person because like, shit, I got to do all these things for you. Like, no, you created this, this task that you have for yourself for me. I didn't do this. You could have said no or reorient things in the way or set up boundaries. 
So oh, that's good. Why was that one I wrote down, Tiffany? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but look, mm-hmm. seriously, I know all women don't have this problem because they can speak up for themselves. But you know, there is a lot of women, especially black women, who don't want to speak up sometimes because they don't want to make a scene. And I'll give you mm-hmm. a chance. Jayla was at Chipotle the other day and she said, you know, she was going through the line and some, like one of the, the people added something that she really didn't want. And instead of, you know, making a scene and like making them create the whole thing over again, she just kind of let it go and just, you know, kept on going. But it just made me think like how many times just mm. us as women or just as people, we just don't speak up and tell people about themselves or say, you know, say something is wrong because we don't want to make a scene or we don't want to make other people feel bad or we don't want to seem or appear, come off a certain way. So yes, yes, yes. Just normalize speaking up for yourself and the things that you want, not sugarcoating things, um, emphasizing um, your boundaries and whatever mm. it is that you have set for yourself, you know, with work, relationships, being out in public, at restaurants, whatever. Just, yes, speak Same up. Number. Don't be afraid. It is so key, and it seems so minuscule, but it could literally change your life. Um, yeah. it, it makes me think of another things that we need to normalize, which we talked about being authentic. And we have, I think that's episode two of Soul Feeling Podcast. Mm-hmm. But make being yourself normal because um like you said jazz kobe we always hold we could always hold back we could hold back of telling a joke or speaking up with something is in our spirit or just being ourselves and like right now as i'm like talking to other people like dating wise it's just like i actually have to force myself to be myself like oh should i send this send this well, you know what? F it. Let me send this because I they gonna need to know who I am for real. This corny joke, you're gonna get this corny joke right now. Okay. <laughs> you know, if I'm talking about what I really want, like I I'm you gonna know. You're just gonna know because like I have to be myself and we have to normalize not trying to be something for someone else. But mm-hmm. because you have to let them love you for who you are. And if they don't, it's just not the right person place a thing okay and uh and i'm real big on that because the people value you value you rather and they value who you are so i'm not ever gonna be somebody else exactly you know they're not gonna apologize for being who i am you know no can't and then what a life is that you know we have to i don't even believe in conforming anymore like i don't if i I went to a job interview right now. I mean, it might be a little tamer than this, but I'm coming. I'm coming as myself. But that's yeah. That part. That because, and, and, and it goes beyond the depth of who I am. It goes. It goes beyond. It goes beyond to what God is for me. Because like, what I realize is like, it don't people. You we really think that people have a say over our lives. They don't. You know, mm. we do our thing, we 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 do the work, you know, we do the work. But at the end of the day, if a God if God opens up a door for you, that's your door. If he closes one, that's the one that you do not need to enter. Or if he ends one, kicks you out of one, sometimes it's either a lesson or you're not supposed to be there. So, you know, we worry about what if I do this or what if I do that? We always go back to like if it's from good intention, mm. uh, if you put your best foot forward. 
but now you're doing what's best for you at that moment god gotta handle the rest like look dad you know <laughs> this is as far as i could go i need you to handle the rest and he'll work it out for you that's why i'm saying it goes beyond us so we have the power to be able to be ourselves because while people think that they could dictate have a dictator over your life we know who really does who really makes the miracles that's good that everything everything like and it just makes <laughs> <Totally it>. period because <laughs> it's like so many times and i'm I'm speak from personal experience because me and jarvis is crazy we were just having this this discussion two weekends ago and it and it, it, it's that not wanting to rock the boat mentality that that i don't want to shake stir stuff up and and a lot of it we were talking and i think it comes some of it can come from conditioning i know just growing up for me a lot of times it would be like wear this because it'll make grandma happy or do this because it'll make your dad proud or do this because this is something your aunt really wants you to do or you know and so sometimes and i i don't i can't solely blame it on that entirely but even society when you're around your friends your peers you know do this because this is the cool way of doing things do this without or because you know this is the status quo or everybody's going in this direction so i just feel like we put so, we give so much power to to external factors and that's really what it's been for the long haul and i i, I think you said it too like we don't have to try to to conform for someone to like us if we're not trying to get everybody to like us we don't want everybody we only want the people that genuinely mess with you like genuinely cut for you genuinely are there for you that's who you should want to like you someone that genuinely believes the way you believe genuinely thinks not and of course you won't think and believe everything but if they genuinely rock with this particular thing that you do like that's who you want not someone that's gonna pretend and say this is what i like just because that's this is what the masses are doing or just because this is what they dad said they should do or this is because they brother they big brother do that so they want to do it too no you want someone that genuinely because it's, it's genuine it's going to be able to withstand the test of times it's going to be able to go for the long haul it'll be there like just the impressionable the impression that it will leave on you in in your life it will or you may leave on someone else's life because it's genuine it's just it's just unreal when when it's when it's something that's coming from the heart versus something that you're just trying to do to please and so i just feel like we have to get out of that mindset of doing things because we were we were saying this is similar to this was kind of taught to similar to the go to school get good grades and then get a secure job and you're gonna be set just go through life be nice to everybody don't rock the boat and then you know you're gonna you're gonna fit right in it's not about that though it's about and it don't work being, like that <laughs> and it don't work like that oh being, it don't work like that because people will, will choose to like you or dislike you for whatever reason whether you being nice to them or not like you notice some of the like Kobe wasn't the nicest person it, it, when you play basketball. Like there, Jordan was cussing out his teammates, like going off on people, but people still 
loved them for who they were. It wasn't about pleasing everybody. It was just about being good. And 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 if, like you said, if it was coming from a genuine place, like I w- I'm not cussing you out because I hate you. I'm cussing you out because I want to win, and my desire is to get championships and to be the greatest player to ever play the game. And that's my intention. And so, so wherever your intention is, don't get it confused with trying to be nice and trying to you know please everyone so that we don't rock the boat girl why are you all up in my notes <laughs> why girl, i'm peeking <laughs> through the screen <laughs> no 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 but seriously something you said at the beginning um made me think of one of my uh points and i saw a video um and it was gilbert arenas the basketball player and he was talking about um, his relationship that he has with his son. And this was really like a PSA for sports parents, like, you know, people who have children that play in sports. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, when you know, your child goes up for a shot and they miss it or they, you know, miss that wide open layup. And then they look into the crowd and they looking for they to see what their parents reaction is. And you see them flopping their hands up, you know, mm-hmm. getting real upset and angry. And he was just talking about he does not do that. He does not react when his child messes up because it's teaching him and showing him that he's going to make mistakes. Like, it's going to happen. You're going to miss that game winner shot. You're going to miss that layup. You know, you're going to make a mistake. But what happens is when you react like that, it is now teaching your child that, that, like, they're not going to want to shoot again. Or they're going to get on this little Mm -hmm. period where they just not shoot. It's just bad shot after bad shot after bad shot after bad shot. But if you just don't react and you just, you know, hey, that was a good shot. It's good. You're good. Like, bounce back. Yes. Don't even react. Then they'll keep, they'll want to, you know, keep making more shots. Right? They'll want to keep doing good. They're not looking as failure and thinking to themselves, dang, I'm I'm an F up because I messed up because I failed. And so I just thought that that was something that just on a deeper level made me think about, you know, that conditioning as a child, especially playing sports. You know how it can build mm-hmm. into an adult who now doesn't want to say anything because they're afraid their their boss is going to, you know, look at them a certain way. Or they don't want to, you know, speak up and own up to certain things because they're afraid of what their coach is going to say. Their boss, mm-hmm. their spouse, you know, parent, whoever. So you don't want to be a bench looker, parent looker. That's what he called them, bench looker. Just, that's good. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. My dad used to say, next play, next play, next play. And I feel like I sold this before, but that's like his thing, next play. But now in life, he says the same thing, like next play. Mm -hmm. We can't let our failures, our mistakes, or our past experiences dictate how we really like, it could get us stuck there, you know? It could Mm -hmm. get us stuck like, oh, I'm not going to date again because this man did me wrong or I'm Mm -hmm. not going to ever trust a somebody because of this you know stuff like really? that keep us stuck but no it's like nah brush it off you know you did that now you're learning from that next play and uh like that's just a testament to just say like normalize ma- making mistakes like girl you just stole the word out of my list normalize learning from your mistakes and not being hard on yourself yeah that's literally it's like this whole podcast is basically like normalized life because (laughs) um that's the thing like failures are going to happen mistakes are going to happen what's beautiful is being able to get over those mistakes those failures and getting back 
on track or reaching a new limit, a, a new a new thing. And a lot of times, you know, the Bible said everything is working out for our good. And so mm-hmm. according to his will. And so anyways, so um, these mistakes mm-hmm. or these failures, these perceived failures, may be just getting you prepared for your purpose or setting you up to be even more aligned in your purpose. So we have to look at these things and like, okay, you literally have to look at everything um, and say, what can I learn from this? I'm a heavy, heavy, heavy believer in the most minuscule signs. You know, we're into um, numbers. Like when we see 1111 just passed and the smile came on my face because I'm like, 1111, we're on social podcast. It's about to reach millions of people. Like, mm. I just like, God just sends us so many different signs in different ways that I think that we could just, if we just take the time to look around and pay attention, we'll see like, okay, this just is a setup, not a failure. Right. Right. You either learn, but you never lose. You never lose. We never lose. You don't. Everything with good intentions, of course. Of course, of course. I mean, because I still believe in karma. I mean, you go out here throwing out some ill will, some ill will gonna come back. Talking about, I ain't gonna lose. I'm gonna do this, this. Nah, nah, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't just be out here doing what you want to. Guidance and prayer and and good intentions. intentions. That's what we talk about. We ain't talking about no bad intentions. No bad. Some failures, like Kobe was said, like you did, you got, you put that on yourself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the stress you got is from yourself. <laughs> that ain't nothing to it, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's good. That's the good. last last thing I wanted to say about normalizing, because I I know we are going like on a tangent, but for me, this is like so important that I couldn't leave out is normalize um, healthy black family dynamics. (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy. Why are we in each other's notes? I swear that was going to be the last one. I was was like, at the tip, say this point, I'm going to say the black family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. So we could build on that. Okay. No, but that's just the thing. Like, even with the fight with my mom today, like, it wasn't even a fight. You know, I'd be thinking any, like, type of little tension. I don't like tension. But even with what she was saying to me, she was like, I was like, Mom, I just want you to be happy. Like, she was like, Tip, I taught you this. That's why you know this. She was like, but you could really help me out by cleaning up your room and <laughs> like that. That's what could be making me happy. And I'm like, dang, like, it just made me think back to like, she really kind of put into my perspective. Like, I was like, tell her, like, you could really create the life you want because lately she's been telling me, like, she hasn't been feeling fulfilled and she's just been feeling down and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, me and my brother are just like doing the most. Like my brother's running black market. He's taking the leap. leap and I just left my job. You know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm stepping into like a new beginning. But um, when she was just like, to make me happy, you could do little things. Like your words are great, but what about these actions? I was like, ooh, it's mm-hmm. Like you can take out right, the stuff like that. And I'm like, woof, you know, I'm busy. Mama ain't got no time. But it just made me think of why I'm able to do the things that I've been able to do. 
I was able to say, because I've been able to live in my mother's house rent free. Mm. I was able to believe in myself because my mom has always spoke over my life. Like, so yeah. I had to really think about that. I was just like, all this, like right, happened right before the podcast. I was just thinking to myself, I was like, and she was just talking about like how she's tired. And I didn't think about who does she have to lean on other than God to be able to if anything goes wrong because she's been really like she carries the family and so what i'm saying from that is i know we're talking about healthy black dynamic black dynamics but i think that a lot of times like i think it's healthy that my mom was able to provide for us in such a way so that we could create the life that we want but i also mm-hmm. think it's very healthy that we were able to have that conversation that brought light to you know that thing you know even something is healthy of having a healthy relationship and like you were saying understanding things and Mm -hmm. when people are coming from and not being defensive like Mm -hmm. i was just i you know i still was just telling you that i'm like oh you know i have to now change some things and so that i'm just saying healthy dynamics in every way healthy in which we are passing on an inheritance healthy in which we're communicating in an effective way and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature but that's just a minuscule type of uh type of thing that i was talking about that is huge that oh. is not minuscule <laughs> so ever. because like, like how how are we going to create this wealth this legacy if we can't even communicate with the people we love i yeah. want to normalize um i want to normalize good relationships within the family like yeah. so many times and especially in black families and I don't, I, I can't, I don't, I can't necessarily say, well, let me just leave it at this. So many times in, in the black families that I know, I'm just going to speak from personal experience that you hear the phrase, don't do business with your family. You never want to do business with family because family miss you over and this, this, that, and the third. But it's like, let's normalize creating more responsible family members that can do business together that can communicate effectively that no no is it i'm gonna say do business with every single one of your family members and you know he he like doing playing video games all day and cheetos on the couch no maybe he need a little bit more work and then maybe about five ten years and he see you going so hard with your cousin brother sister auntie somebody that then they get motivated to get on their stuff and then you can still allow them in because i think a lot of times we 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 get this notion like i don't want to do business with family ever and we don't have enough grace for you know the family members that are coming along on their journey at the specific time that they are like we just have to be a lot more compassionate and understanding within the family dynamic but well in a more personal um immediate family dynamic i just feel like communication so that we can get to the the wealth and the generational wealth and whatever else power that we want i feel like it does come from from being able to communicate effectively on all levels and having understanding and having that grace because it goes back to us normalizing learning from our mistakes so just because your family member makes a mistake doesn't mean you have to write them off and never do business with them ever, ever again. <laughs> like that, that's just not a realistic thing, but you can, it, it's a two ways to a twofold thing because you can, you have to have discernment and you have to know how to 
basically have discernment, knowing when, who's ready for what and who's not ready for what, and being able to see that this, they are or they aren't, or maybe once they do become ready, being able to see that, okay, this person is a changed man, this person is a changed woman, they're really serious about things and having that grace to open up so we can build these, these legacies. And, but I think, yeah, family, normalizing family, so many times we um, often see the single mom household in the black family. We Dad, often say see- something about the working together real quick. Hmm? I said, can I say something about working with your family? Real yes, quick? yes. Because that is very true. And I, 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 I just want to share this because I've heard the same thing. Like someone just recently told me like, hey, don't um, have your friend like, be careful of like having your friends on, on your board for a nonprofit. And I'm like, mm. all of my friends are, <laughs> or like all of my friends but um but I did have that discernment and they are amazing and like they're dedicated to to the cause and it's crazy and then like we work together and then also I even told myself like oh I don't know if I'll ever work with my brother and he just hired me like a month ago <laughs> and but this and then even Ola one of my former co-workers and like one of my best friends um she hired me like a few months ago to do some extra work for her as well. And one of the things I told her is like, if you need to fire me, let me know because I value our friendship more than this payment ever. And the same, and I and I go into like business relationships with um, family and friends like that. Like if my brother needed to fire me because I'm not doing something well, let me know because I don't take no hard feelings when it comes to shit like that. I'm sorry, I really don't. I will always choose the the family and the friendship over the over the work unless the work is like something very profound or something like that, you know. Right. But if it's something like I'm doing your social media, like you could hire someone else for that. <laughs> I care about the the family dynamic, and so like if for some reason soul feeling became toxic, which it will never, I will always put our friendship above this podcast. Like, mm. like something just matter more <laughs> and I think right. if people go into relationships like that and that understanding like I'm gonna do the best I can if I need to walk away I'll walk away but this relationship at the end of the day most of the time is more important than whatever's whatever men's school you're on are on hand because I see my, my brother my brother let people go and stuff like that with the, the swiftness mm. but and that's one of the reasons why I was like mm, I don't know if I would ever work with my brother but then I was just like, well, I know why he let people go. But if you need to let my ass go, just know that you ain't letting my entire ass go because I'm going to be at your house <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> you know? I love yeah. it. And I love that. And that's and my last thing I wanted to just piggyback off of that because I think that's so important to even see because it made me, I was thinking the other day, like uh, Beyonce, she, her mother used to be her, um, her designer. She used to design all of their clothes. And her dad, I think, was her producer, right? Her manager. Her manager. Her manager. Her, not producer. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. So he was her manager. And so it's just like, although, you know, in order she, although she had to evolve and go to the next level, doesn't mean that she don't love her mom anymore. It doesn't mean she doesn't love her dad anymore. She and, and, and a lot of times when people think we have to fire someone, they're thinking it's a bad thing, but it it's just the evolutionary thing. Like you held me down to reach the amount of people that I was able to reach in that particular point in my life. But now 
I mean, and I would hope as my mother, you will want me to go now be a face of, I don't even know, I don't want to say too many unblack on designers, but Benji, Louie, or, you know, product. it's okay that I'm not design. you're not designing my, my, my wardrobe and attire. So right. I just think that we have to, to be willing to evolve and being willing to evolve. Once we evolve as a, a company or a person, we just still have to be open even if you are working with family to find a way to evolve together and not have those hard feelings. And I love how you said, like, if you fire me, we not, you're not firing all of me. I'm still, we still family. <laughs> I'm still going to be at the house on Sunday. So yeah. I just think that that evolution is important to know. Yes. Beautiful. And then one of the other things I have to say with that is just like, even like normalizing a two parent household. You know, a lot of times we've seen people growing up like without, you know, a father figure or, or having their parents together or whatever it is. And sometimes we're like, oh, that's so normal. You know, now I don't want to get married. Like, what's the point? Everybody, da, 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 da. no, like there are people out here that are building legacy, that are loving each other completely and are raising children um, that love each other, like, that are built in love. And like, we don't, you know, me and Kobe, we were talking about this. Like, it doesn't have to be a struggle love. Like, it could be like, <laughs> nobody. you know, there are going to be struggles, but it ain't got to be a struggle, struggle. Like, you ain't got to die or nothing, you know. You know, you can really love each other and stand on the foundation of God and raise amazing great kids. And um, I think that we just have to amplify that more. It goes back to what are you seeing? Who are you talking to and who are you around? Because that's going to dictate, you know, your your visual on how life is supposed to be and so yeah that's all (laughs) my last one is just um on a personal and professional level and it was inspired by our last two podcasts about going all in and uh cherishing the day and then the recent passing of uh chadwick boseman and it's just um yeah, let's normalize going all in. Let's normalize uh, cherishing each day and every moment. And if you follow Michael J. Pittman on Instagram, he stay going in, snatching wigs, <laughs> snatching edges, because he's going to tell you how it is. And so, look, he said, procrastination is a form of pride. You assume you're entitled to as much time as you want to do what God told you to do. This is causing you to delay your obedience. Pride is a sin. <laughs> Therefore, procrastination is a sin. So you need to repent, repent for procrastinating. Mm. <laughs> Somebody said, Mike, okay. get off my back. I'll start tomorrow. He said, that's <laughs> unbiblical. That's unbiblical. Proverbs 21 is pretty clear. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Tomorrow starts now. So your prayer today, repent and apologize to God for taking the time he has given you for granted. Then get moving. And girl, girl. Okay. Now, y'all, that was really on my Don't bed. take it. On, on, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, don't take it for granted. Look, you stepping on all our toes. <laughs> just I, I ain't know I was standing on this time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Oh, I'm okay. Going all the way in. Go all in. Leave it all on the court. Leave it all out there. All in. All in. I love that.
I'm definitely going to do that. We're going to have to end on that note. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just in our relationships, our friendships, our, you know, the work that we do and the work that we put out, going all in with our money. I find everything that we said is just about going all in. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, oh, guys, what time is it? It is affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, if this is your first time tuning in to the Soul Feeling Podcast, we always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So, what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you're transforming your life for the good or you're transforming your life for the not so good. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're not feeling like your best self, you're not feeling as strong as you, you want to be, still don't affirm negative things over your life. Instead, affirm things like I'm getting better and better each and every day in every way. My life just works out. All good comes from this and through this. Just speak some positivity over your life. I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, trillions of y'all out there tuned in. And it's three of us. And we're going to go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. I am able. I am going all in. I had to steal that from Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) I am normalizing being my authentic, true self and doing what I was put here on this earth to do. Mm -hmm. Write that down, write that down. That's a good one. Just let them know where to find the people. Yes, so please leave your affirmations down below wherever you're watching us because you know we go live on Saturdays on our YouTube channel. Just type in Soul Feeling Podcast, subscribe to us there. We're on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. But if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or any platform, just head over to Soul Feeling Podcast, write something soulful and sweet. And make sure to give us a five-star rating so more people can listen to this podcast and get their soul fed. And also, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. Just type in Soul Filling Podcast. That's S-O-U-L-F-I-L-L-I-N-G. And we'll be there to comfort you with our arms. (laughs) And also, if you have not done so already, right now, stop what you're doing. And go ahead over to our Patreon. Y'all, we are on Patreon and we are just, we, we look forward to, to doing this and we look forward to, to meeting with you all. And we just want y'all to go over and support, show us some support. If we've said anything or done anything ever that moved you, that resonated with you, something that, that just spoke to you, go ahead and support us on Patreon. Again, that's so feeling. Head over to Patreon. All right. We yeah. love y'all. Until next time, guys. Love you so, so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>